About a year ago, you might recall, this happened. I think we can all agree it's never good when your trailer overtakes your vehicle. At least in this case, as I understand it, death and serious injury were narrowly averted, incredibly enough. So on the cusp of this holiday season, 2020, I want to make sure this does not happen to you. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, or you can click the card on screen now. But in today's report, well, I think we can all agree a lot can happen in a year. 12 months ago, almost to the day when these images were shot, the country was on fire. Remember that? I woke up every day back then and the sky was burnt orange over and over like Blade Runner 2 or Mad Max, whatever. What else could possibly go wrong, I thought. Little did we all know, hey. So I was out in the boonies on that day, as you do before lockdown, and this over-enthusiastic boat-launching dash cam footage was kind of fresh in my mind because I'd just done a two-ton tow test with an i30N behind the mighty diesel Santa Fe and I was towing a hired trailer again on this day. And on this particular day, I just whipped up the freeway and grabbed a 70 kilo used tractor tire, very used actually, for the gym at home. And I wanted to get this towing safety report done for the holiday season of 2019. So you saw that peanut come horribly unglued the other day, towing the boat. Pretty spectacular, I think you'd agree. If you'd like to understand it better, to crack the kooky code on how that happened. The unique blend of physics and, yes, f***ery, the better to avoid it occurring to you this holidays, perhaps. Let's go back to the fat cave and talk about that. But Christmas was just under a week away, so that was kind of a pipe dream. And then the pandemic hit, a friggin' course. And then things got seriously weird, as you know, only too well. And here we are. It strikes me that this whole trailer crash event we're about to discuss orbits the fact that towing feels quite okay until the world turns on a sixpence, and then it doesn't. Like, it really doesn't. Heavy trailers, which would be pig trailers with centralised axle groups like caravans and boats and horse floats, things of that nature that we commonly tow, they are essentially unstable in yaw and pitch. And this is not a problem on light trailers, okay, but it certainly can be on the heavy ones. Pig trailer design relies on the underlying stability of the towing vehicle to keep things under control in those rotational planes. So the bigger the trailer relative to the vehicle, the easier it is to lose control, which is why I think towing three and a half tonnes with a ute is so insane, despite the manufacturers claiming it's okay and the regulators allowing it. And towing a big heavy thing like that at 100 k's an hour... That's also insane, even with a land cruiser or a patrol, like potentially insane. It's rare to catch this kind of event on video, so rather than all sit here and have a little chortle over it, 
I really see this as an opportunity to stop this kind of thing from happening to you or around you as you drive down the highway innocently these holidays. This crash actually starts out about here, when the boat draws up alongside the two vehicles as it overtakes at about 100 k's an hour. This is a classic Venturi, kind of like a carburetor, only horizontal. You've got a high-speed relative airflow between the vehicles on the left and the ute and the boat on the right. And what this does is it sets up a negative pressure well between the vehicles on the left and the boat and the trailer on the right, right? As evidenced by the boat clearly being sucked left towards the vehicles as it passes them. And it lurches this way twice, clear as day, each time it passes one of those two cars. And that's all it takes for disaster to ride on in. The low pressure is doing the sucking and the fact that the trailer is unstable in yaw, which is rotation like that in the horizontal plane, right? That instability allows it to rotate horizontally fairly freely in this way and you get an instant horizontal pendulum in yaw. And there's really nothing the driver can do about this except, of course, know this danger exists up front and refrain from doing an overtaking move like this. And pretty clearly, as we will see, ignorance, not bliss. Boats are heavy at the back too, so the boat becomes a heavy compound pendulum in your hanging off the ute. I don't even know if the driver had time to get properly terrified. It's 11 seconds from that first lurch to the left to the point where the ute rolls over. I suppose it seemed a lot longer than that to the occupants, but it's only six seconds until the very first impact with the guardrail. That's hardly a lot of time for emotional engagement, and I suspect the driver was just wholly reactive during the process, but quite shaken afterwards. I know I would have been. I imagine him fighting each lurch to the side with a counter-steering move, like a bit of opposite lock, which unfortunately in this case just feeds back into the system and makes each subsequent lurch of the pendulum a whole lot bigger. Four and a half swings into it, after the very first left lurch, the right edge of the trailer hits the guardrail, but the crashing was a done deal six seconds earlier in terms of the process that led to it. The amplitude of each pivot is still increasing after that first impact, and the guardrails just do a superb job. They prevent any impact with trees, and the combination does not slip down into the gully, which would have been so much worse. So, well done there, civil engineering. Hashtag respect. There are actually four separate guardrail impacts, and there's a lot of sliding sideways towards the end of this process, both of which extend the time duration of the collision and reduce the loads on the participants. In other words, that part of the system functioned exactly as it should have. I'm talking about the civil engineering, the road infrastructure. And, fortuitously enough, nobody was coming the other way at the time, and it appears nobody in the vehicle which crashed was hurt, which is the best Christmas present ever. Pretty terrifying experience for the dudes who were overtaken, too, I imagine. So, what can we learn from this? I've put together six preventative towing tips. Number one, minimise the mass of the trailer relative to the vehicle towing it. 
I know size matters, but when it comes to trailers and safety, smaller is definitely better. And it terrifies me, the people who email me on a regular basis, and they say, essentially, that they want to tow three tons or something with the smallest vehicle possible, because that vehicle will also be their daily driver. And they want compact transportation as well. And to me, that's just nuts. If you want to tow a heavy trailer, you need to get a heavy vehicle. This is the fundamental stability solution, personally. I think it's fairly insane to tow a trailer which is heavier than the curb mass of the vehicle towing it. I just bought a trailer recently with a two-ton ATM for the Triton GSR for exactly this reason. It is the heaviest trailer I am prepared to tow with that vehicle despite its 3.1-ton manufacturer-claimed tow capacity. I'm kind of conservative like that, right? Mainly because I don't want to wake up one day parked on the side in the middle of the friggin' road with the trailer in front of me. Call me old-fashioned on that. Number two, get the trailer and the vehicle set up right with 5 to 10% of the loaded mass of the trailer as the static tow ball download. And make sure your vehicle can handle that amount of static tow ball download. So that's two things, right? It's ideal for stability to have that 5 to 10% of download statically there on the tow ball. And boats are so difficult here because the heavy components in the boat hang off the rear of the boat. What you've got to do is measure these weights too. Do not guess or read them off a spec sheet. Visit a Weybridge and do this right. Number three, drive conservatively. And that means knock 10 to 15 Ks off how you would normally drive conservatively when you are not towing. It can feel quite okay towing something heavy at 100 k's an hour, but it can also come unglued very rapidly, as you have seen. Just change your mindset here, okay? And for Christ's sake, let faster vehicles go past you at every opportunity. There's no need to ramp up the tension on an already struggling and congested road system during the holidays. Number four, leave some acceleration juice in the tank, meaning... One of the reasons the driver of this particular ill-fated towing assignment crashed out is that if you drive a trailer and it starts to get the death wobbles, the best driving manoeuvre is accelerate gently and don't try counter-steering because acceleration reduces the amplitude of subsequent pendulum swings and counter-steering often causes the amplitude of the subsequent swing to increase thanks to feedback and you only get about four swings until it's all over at speed to figure this out, to pass or fail. Our hero here was probably accelerating at the maximum potential of the vehicle for this overtaking manoeuvre, and with no more acceleration juice in the tank, he was unable to gently tug the pendulum forwards to reduce the amplitude of the subsequent swings. And you've seen what happened. Number five get some A-grade driver training. This trains you to look as far down the road as possible, right? Which is generally where you want the vehicle and the trailer to go, hopefully in that order. Under pressure, you generally steer where you're looking and it's less likely you will overcompensate with the steering and make things worse. 
Of course, it goes without saying that you need to have both hands on the wheel at nine and three and not be half asleep and have the seat properly adjusted and the mirrors and be situationally aware and check your tyre pressures every day before setting off. This is just the price of admission and I should not have to say this and yet here we are. Hashtag Australia. Finally, number six, if you're upgrading your vehicle, get one with a trailer anti-sway algorithm built into the electronic stability control system. Computers are generally much better at this than most slash all of us drivers. Like, not only do they detect the problem and intervene earlier, but they also intervene better by cutting the power when it's needed and applying individual brakes. Like, the brakes get applied to individual wheels of the towing vehicle to generate the your response needed to cure the problem. And no matter how good any of us are behind the wheel, we can't do that. Do note that I did not just say, get trailer sway control, and then it's quite okay to go back to driving like a dick. The safest systems are invariably the ones with the best systematic safeguards available and the highest level of operator vigilance as well. The best cure here, though, is prevention. Just don't get into this situation, dude. Like, tow a conservative trailer and drive ultra-conservatively. Just because you can overtake in a particular set of circumstances doesn't mean you should. It may not be a very good idea at all. Anytime you're towing something at speed and using maximum acceleration, you are opening this particular door. So just follow these tips and it will be far more likely that the door remains shut for eternity, which is exactly what we all want, right? Happy holidays.